name's Ash, and I'm a queer witch, an astrologer, and a flower essence creator. I'm here to help you be your real radical self. Let's do the inner work so we can do the outer work collectively. Hello, and thanks for tuning in to this podcast. I wanted to start by sharing just a couple of updates, and then we'll get into the astrology for the week ahead before we transition into talking about flower essences. And my updates are that I'm still doing the holiday gift card boxes, which is where for any $80 gift card, which is what I charge for a natal chart reading right now, you can get a printed gift certificate and a frameable copy of a natal chart mailed to you or the gift recipient. And uh, the shipping is totally free for that and everything will be wrapped and ready to gift. And then if you want to step it up, you can get a $100 gift certificate and add on any flower essence product from the apothecary. And you still get the frameable copy of your natal chart and a printed gift certificate with that option as well. I haven't really talked about this anywhere else, but I am going to be raising my rates uh, for my readings one more time in 2021 uh, in January. And I am going to be honoring for anybody who buys a gift card right now the price if they decide to book a reading in 2021. So that's something that I'll be talking more about later, but just something to keep in mind in case you know that you want to book another reading with me in 2021 um, or you want to book a reading with me in 2021, now would be a good time to prepay for that reading. I have been taking the full Hellenistic astrology course with Chris Brennan pretty much the entire time that we've been in the pandemic and I have about 16 hours left in the last lecture. Yes, you heard that right. The last lecture is I think 18 hours long total. So I guess there are 14 hours left. And I am going to be finishing that in the next couple of weeks and submitting my test and I've done really well in the class so far, so I'm anticipating it will pass the test and uh, finally get my Hellenistic Astrology certification in January. So that's part of the reason why I'm raising my rates. I'm really excited about it. It's taken a lot of work and effort on my part to learn all of the traditional techniques. And that's something I've never really talked about or shared with any of you. Um, What are these techniques that I use and how are they different from modern astrology? So if that's something that you're interested in learning more about on the podcast or on my YouTube channel, uh, drop me a note and let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And in case you don't already know, you can book a reading at my website by going to ashgravity.com and on the top of the page, you'll see the option to book a reading and I hope to hear from you. And the other thing that I'll just mention before we get into the astrology and I'll add a little bit about this at the end too to remind you, but Last week, I had a free Flower Essences for Beginners workshop. It was about an hour-long workshop, and I go even more in-depth than I do in this podcast in that workshop, and it's available to you to re-watch on my website. If you go to ashgravity.com slash blog slash podcast dash two, you can get access to to the webinar, and then you can also read 
the transcript for this episode if that's something that you're interested in. Okay, enough about all of that stuff. Now I'm going to go ahead and get into the astrology. Okay, so for the astrology of the week ahead, on Monday, November 23rd, we start the week with the moon in Pisces. And this is a typically a more emotional or sensitive moon sign. We could be feeling a little like the week ahead has a lot, it holds a lot of expectation. And while we might be a little optimistic about, you know, what we want to get done this week and putting together, you know, our plan for the week ahead, we could also feel a little overwhelmed by all of the responsibility that we are facing. On Tuesday, the moon will move into Aries on the day of Mars. Tuesday is the day of Mars. And so Tuesday is sure to be a pretty action-oriented day. We've got Mars really moving in Aries now as well. And the biggest thing that I would say stands out to me about that day is that the moon will be passing over Chiron, uh, the wounded healer. And Chiron is going to make a pretty is going to play a a pretty significant role in this week, actually. And that is all about later this week, when uh, on November 26th, Chiron and Aries will be exactly trying to the sun. And this can make space for healing actions that allow us to move forward. And Over the next few days after that, Mercury in Scorpio will make a sextile to Pluto, Jupiter, and Saturn, all in Capricorn, supporting a more practical mindset as we navigate through this strange and unpredictable world. So no one really knows quite what to do or how to handle the next couple of weeks. And going with the flow doesn't really seem like it's giving us exactly the secure feeling that we need or want, but that's also where we are being asked to grow. And so really already on Tuesday, November 24th, with the moon in Aries, we're still, we're already going to be feeling a little bit of that energy around healing action and you know, one of the things that you want to be mindful of is how you're using your language, how you how you are using your actions in a way that is, you know, helpful or harmful. And with the square that's happening between all of the planets in Aries and all of the planets in Capricorn, there can be some conflict between what we want on an individual level and what the structures or even the generational differences maybe they want. And so that's something that is going to be kind of playing out over the week ahead. But I really like that on November 28th, Neptune will station direct for the first time since June 22nd. Now, I'm mostly a traditional astrologer, so I don't work with Neptune a ton. But my read on this or my sense of this is that some of the hopes and wishes that we had to leave behind for a stark and confusing reality back on June 22nd make a reappearance. And the moon will have moved into Taurus by this time in the week. 
and Taurus is, the moon is actually, it's exalted in the sign of Taurus. It's one of the best signs for it to be in. And there's also this kind of tendency or desire to indulge under this energy. So we'll be, you know, coming off of the heels of any sort of celebration that we might have had this week, any time off we might have had, and uh, we might be kind of recovering from from that or all of the feelings that we were maybe having during that time. And so we might be wanting to indulge a little bit there at the end of the week. It's great to get outside if that's accessible to you when the moon is in Taurus and really just get in touch with nature because that is really what Taurus is so much about is just honoring the natural world around us and, uh, you know, getting our hands in, in the soil, turning our compost, whatever it is. So that's something to look forward to. Neptune also has... Is, a, is also a very healing energy, a very healing planet. So like Chiron, um, these two aspects or these two changes that are happening in the astrology of the week ahead, they really offer an opening for some healing and hope. Now, one thing that I'll just mention is that this is getting us set up for eclipse on November 30th, leading us into um, another eclipse that's going to be happening later in December, right towards the end of Sagittarius season. And if you want the access to the full Sagittarius season horoscope, you can find that at my website, or if you want to just go to ashgravity.com slash podcast dash friends, then you can find, um, the Sagittarius season forecast there and watch it. Or you can actually just go to my last podcast episode where I, I talked all about Sagittarius season there as well. Other things that have been happening. So just recently we had on, let's see, November 20 first, basically, uh, Venus entered into Scorpio, moving out of Libra, where it was in its own domicile. And so uh, the good news is that Venus is no longer in opposition to Mars, which can definitely cause some relationship challenges. Um, now Venus will be in a pretty strong position, but it's really inviting us into relating deeply. And Venus and Scorpio is all about give me depth. I don't want to just have, you know, a surface level connection. I want to know your soul. I want to know uh, your secrets. I want to know, you know, all of the things that make you really feel connected to, to the material world and also all of the things that make you feel separate from the material world. So Scorpio is the depth of the ocean. It's the darkest part of the ocean. And when Venus is in Scorpio, we want to know that, you know, we want to connect with that aspect um, of other people that we're relating to. And also for the creative folks out there, Venus and Scorpio is a wonderful period of time to really be diving deep into your subconscious and creating from that place of depth. Um, and 
you're supported by Mars and Aries to take action during this period of time. You can use those aspects with Chiron and Neptune this week to create healing and inspired art and writing and music. And so it's a really beautiful thing and I hope that you take advantage of it. And yeah, and we're now officially in Sagittarius season as well. So that's exciting. Uh, the Sagittarius season is going to be quite a ride uh, moving into Capricorn season. Like I said, check out my last podcast where I talk all about the astrology of Sagittarius season or head over to my website to read more. And I think that's all I have to say about the astrology for this week. And uh, let's go ahead and transition into flower essences. This episode is actually from a IGTV video that I did over on Instagram. If you're not following me there already, you can check me out at Ash Gravity, at Ash Gravity. And so the audio from this, you know, it was with a video. So sometimes I'm referencing that I'm I'm doing things, you know, and obviously you can't see me if you're listening to this via podcast. Um, so that's just an FYI. There's still tons of awesome information that I share in this IGTV video. And uh, like I said, if you want to learn more and you want to watch me talking about flower essences, you can also access that webinar and you can also go over to my Instagram and watch the IGTV video if that's something that is easier or more accessible for you. So let's go ahead and dive into learning about flower essences. I want to talk about flower essences tonight because I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited that my apothecary is actually live now as I'm recording this video. So if you go to ashgravity.com slash apothecary you can actually go on there now and um buy my flower essence products which is really exciting and amazing and like a huge accomplishment for me and um I'm going to be sending out an email tomorrow morning that will have a discount code for my email subscribers. So if you're not on my email list, you'll definitely want to go ahead and get on that. And you can subscribe to the link at the link in my profile. Um, there's an email opt-in option there. But I wanted to just start by talking about like what are flower essences? And it's a really good question. So flower essences are the vibrational, or I like to call it the energetic architecture of a flower imprinted onto water and preserved in alcohol, usually. Um, I personally use brandy. I use Cedar Ridge Pear Brandy for all of my flower essences. And at this time, I'm not doing anything that's alcohol-free, um, although that is a goal for me, for my products in 2021, to make some alcohol-free products as well. Um, and what does that mean when I say it's the energetic architecture of a flower imprinted onto water like what does that look like so what the process of making a flower essence looks like is it's a very relationship heavy process which i really love about it and what i do is i go and i kind of communicate with the flowers that are around me and i go and 
if I feel like a flower is kind of calling to me, I might listen to that call over the course of a few, you know, days or weeks sometimes, depending on how long that flower will bloom. And once I kind of get the sense I'm a very sensitive person. When I get the sense in myself, it's just kind of like a knowing that that flower is asking me to make an essence. I will go and I will sit with the flower and I will make an offering to that flower. So sometimes that might be a small crystal or something that I've grown in my garden. Um, crystals, I would say, are the kind of the more common ones that I use to make an offering to a flower essence. And then I sit with the essence and I ask for permission to take its medicine. And in that process, I wait for the flower to give me some kind of indication that it is okay for me to take the essence. So that might be that I hear, I might hear like a song or I might hear like one time I was harvesting a flower essence and I asked for permission and I literally heard somebody behind me in the area I was harvesting and just start shouting and the, one, the first thing that they said was yes and I took that as an indication because it's not just about what's happening in my relationship with the flower, it's what's happening all around my surroundings. That's all communication from the flower. Once I get permission from the flower, I then will take leaves of some kind off of the flower and I will actually use the leaf to pluck for most flowers um, the individual buds off and place that into a bowl of water. And I use astrological timing to decide when I'm going to do this. So I'm thinking about the day of the week and what that corresponds to in the planet. The sign that, or the phase that the moon is in and the sign that the moon is in. I'm thinking about what is the sign that's coming up over the horizon at the time or what's on the ascendant at the time. And some of this is probably super complicated and like way more info than some of you want to know. But I just wanted to kind of give you an idea of like, what all goes into this. Um, and basically at that point, then that bowl of water will sit in usually the sun, um, although not always, sometimes it's the moon, sometimes it is, um, you know, sometimes it's a stormy day and sometimes that actually suits the essence that I'm making. Um, so I'm taking the, all of the environmental factors into consideration when I'm making the essence as well. And, then at that point, I'll take the water when it's done, when the process is finished, I'll take the water from that flower essence, and that's usually a few hours, and I will siphon that off and then have half of the water, half brandy, and then that becomes what is called the mother essence. And then I take drops from that mother essence, and that is what I put into the flower essence bottles that I am selling, or that I give to people in consultations and things like that. So if you're familiar with the tincture, if you've ever taken a tincture, it's quite a different process. So I also make tinctures, I don't sell them, um, I just make them for my own personal use. But a tincture, you're taking the plant material from whatever plant you're using, whether that's the leaves, whether it's the flower, whatever it's the root, and you are putting that into alcohol and you're letting the alcohol pull all of 
the medicinal qualities of the plant out into the alcohol. And you're doing that usually for a period of 30 days. Um, and tinctures we use all the time for very, very physical body benefits. Like, you know, I, I make tinctures that I use for sleeping. I take tinctures for anxiety. I take tinctures when I have bad cramps, you know, whatever it is. Flower essences work, they can have some physical benefits, but it's really more, at least my focus is much more on the psycho and spiritual benefits of flower essences. And even in the process I described at the beginning of like how I work with the flower essence, how I ask for permission, it involves you know meditation and prayer. It's a very spiritual process making these flower essences. And I have found them to be so incredibly helpful in my life. And I know that it might sound a little like, well, how do they work if it's just, you know, a flower that's, you know, going into water for a few hours. But the way I like to think about it is that flowers have their own personalities, just like we have our own personalities. And when we look at our natal chart, when we look at our astrology, we are also looking at all of the little personalities that exist within us. So, you know, a lot of you might know already that you're not just your sun sign. You have a moon sign, you have a rising sign, you have a Mars sign, and they might all be in totally different signs. Um, and they might be parts of you that don't always get along with each other, you know? So like somebody might have their motivation, they're a very motivated, action-oriented person, but emotionally, they might have really changeable emotions, and that might be a struggle for them. So that's kind of how I like to think about flower essences. They have their own personalities, and sometimes those personalities are exactly what we need in our life, because we're going through whatever it is. We have a problem, we have some kind of block. That's a really, really popular common way to work with a flower essence. If you feel blocked in a certain area or you feel blocked in a certain aspect of yourself, letting a certain aspect of yourself be seen, um, flower essences can really help with things like that. Um, and of course, if anybody who's watching this has questions too, feel free to ask any questions. I have a couple more questions that I'm going to answer, but I'm also happy to answer any questions that you all have tonight. So another question that I got um, when I asked earlier in the weekend for what questions people had about flower essences is do they have any scent? And this is a really great question. So flower essences don't have any scent. Um, it, Really, the way that a flower essence tastes is mostly you're just going to taste water and whatever alcohol. So I, as I mentioned earlier, I use pear brandy. So it just kind of tastes like a water pear combination. Um, and another thing is that flower essences, people often get them confused with essential oils and they're very different things. Essential oils we usually don't take internally, actually. Um, a lot of essential oils aren't safe for us to consume, but flower essences are totally safe for us to consume. They don't have any scent, and um, you're not, it's not like a perfume or anything like that. It's truly just the architecture of that flower imprinted onto water and preserved in brandy. And so 
if you're taking just a single flower essence, that's not gonna have a smell. Like I said, it's not gonna necessarily have a really strong taste or anything like that. They're very, very safe to use. Um, not really any concerns about uh, taking medications and um, any interactions happening there. I do use essential oils in my spray and mister bottles. And so this is where I'm gonna start to talk a little bit about how I use flower essences and how you can use flower essences. If it's something that you're interested in getting into and trying out. Um, and so the easiest way to take flower essences is just to take them internally. And starting with just a single flower essence is a great way to start. If you go to my website, if you go to my apothecary shop, you can find the link in my profile. Like I said, it's live now. Um, there's descriptions for each of the different single flower essences there. And I only have eight that I'm selling right now, eight that are my own flower essences that I've made. And I mentioned earlier in the week that I have a lot more than eight flower essences. If you book a custom flower essence appointment with me or you book an astrology reading with me and you want me to make a flower essence blend for you, I have way more than eight to choose from. But these are the eight that really came through and wanted to be in the apothecary. And I chose them intuitively um, using tarot and a pendulum to make the decision around which essences wanted to come forward and be available for all of you, which is a really beautiful thing. And this is another aspect of how I'm working in relationship with all of these plants. I'm not just saying like, okay, I'm gonna go out and make all of these products and then I'm gonna sell them. This is a very relationship focused um, job. This is a very relationship focused work for me. I really view myself as a channel for these flowers to come through to all of you. Um, so you can read about the messages that I put up for each of these flower essences, what I got from those flower essences and how they're traditionally used. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, probably the easiest way to just start taking them would be to pick one, pick one essence um, based on what you're looking for. So, I'm just gonna say like one of the essences that if I was gonna pick one right now that I think would be a really great essence to choose for pretty much anybody based on the astrology that we're all working with right now, it would be this comfrey essence. So comfrey flower essence, I view this as a Saturn remedy. That might be a little bit too technical for some of you. Um, but what that means is that this essence, this flower, really supports us in looking at all of the broken aspects of ourselves or the ways in which we're maybe holding on to past pain or past wounding from places that we don't need to hold on to it anymore. So this could be like inherited wounds that we came into this life with some ancestral trauma that it's time for us to let go of um, or maybe just things from our family things that we've learned that are bad about ourselves and we have inner wounding around that comfrey flower essence is one that can really help us i like to say it speaks in symbols it helps us to see all of these patterns and how we're playing it out in our life so that we can release it and then come out of that experience as like a more 
holistic version of ourself, like a little bit more upgraded version of ourself. And you would take it by just drops. So for most flower essences, and there's dosages on all of the bottles as well, and there's information about this on my website, um, but you would take like four drops. I suggest taking it on the tongue personally. That's my favorite way to take it. I'm actually just gonna go ahead and take some of this right now so you can see. So I'm just gonna take four drops. Drops, not dropper fulls. If you've taken a tincture, you might be used to taking a whole dropper full. And that's why these bottles are so small because you really don't need that much. You could even take less than four drops if you wanted to. You could take one drop, two drops, three drops. It's kind of up to you. And if you're a sensitive person, you'll get a really good sense when you start taking an essence about how much you want to take of it. Another way that you can take a flower essence would be to put it in a glass of water. So I have a glass of water here and I could do the exact same thing. Take this flower essence bottle and I could drop just four drops into my water and drink that glass of water. Not like, oh, I'm gonna down this whole glass of water now. I, I would suggest kind of um, drinking it in a more ceremonial kind of way. So maybe drinking it over the course of like your morning or drinking it, you know, I love to take flower essences when I'm doing any kind of writing work. And um, so in that situation, rather than just taking it immediately, I might take my flower essence in a glass of water and drink it over the course of, you know, a three hour period while I am, writing. And um, there are some flower essences that are really great for creative work or for writing work. Um, but you can also just pick a flower essence if one is kind of calling to you and you want to work with it and you want to sit and meditate with it or write with it and just see what that flower has to say through you. That's also a great way to work with them. So taking them by themselves on your tongue, that's the easiest way. The next way would be to take it in a glass of water. You can apply them onto your body too if you're looking for an external way to use them. Like I said, it's not going to have any scent. It's not going to have any kind of oily. It's truly is water and alcohol. Um, but a couple of places where people typically would put flower essences would be on the inside of their wrist or also around the heart space is a really great place to apply a flower essence topically to your body. Um, I personally like to take them internally. I take flower essences every single day in water or just on my tongue. Um, and that's my favorite way to take them. I mentioned earlier that I also do have another external preparation option. And that is a spritzer bottle, which I'm going to grab right now. Okay, so this is one of the products that I have listed in my online apothecary, which you can go find at ashgravity.com. And this is one of my products that I use myself personally every day, and it is the Speak With Confidence Flower Essence Spray. So this does have essential oils in it. And I made an essential oil blend 
to go with my flower essence blend so that I can use it by spraying it in my area, in my vicinity, and then I get the dual benefit of all of the qualities of those flower essences being in my environment and helping me to make subtle shifts in my environment, plus the trigger of the scent and just the habit of using those scents on a regular basis. And then that triggers like, okay, for example, with Speak With Confidence, I'm using this when I'm sitting down to write. And I always use this. I use this <laughs> blend. This is my personal not so beautiful <laughs> version of this um, spray mister that I use in my house. Uh, and this actually, it also has aquamarine crystal chips in it because I am kind of fancy. But this is something that when I'm getting ready to sit down and write, I would just spray this in my vicinity, like around my desk. And then that smell gives me that feeling of, okay, now it's time to sit down and write. Plus I get all of the benefits of the flower essences also being in my environment. And you're basically, you're just like inviting in the energy and personality of all of those flowers to be with you and to support you through what you're doing or through what you're going through. Um, so I talked about my single flower essences, I talked about my spritzers, and then I also have four flower essence blends um, that you can take internally, same as you would a single flower essence. And so these are formulas that I created for different life events or different kinds of circumstances. I'm really excited about these blends specifically, so I'm going to talk a little bit about them. Um, and like I said, if you have any questions, you want to know more, feel free to drop a comment. Um, but the four different blends that I have available through my website are the Speak With Confidence Flower Essence Blend that I just talked about. So this is one, you can buy it in the spritzer bottle or you can buy it in the internal um, option. And this is a blend of flower essences that really supports communication and really helps us to feel open to receiving communication that is bigger than us and is like more, you know how like sometimes you get into this headspace when you're writing or you're trying to speak about something and you're like, who am I to say this? I made this blend specifically to say it's not just me this is i'm communicating from more than just me and um that's that was the whole reason that i made this it was for my own personal use that i wanted to have a way to feel more confident in what i was communicating and more confident in like what i was channeling to people so this is even something that i take like when i'm doing readings or if i'm writing horoscopes and stuff like that i got a question about what essential oils i use so in the Speak With Confidence, it is peppermint, clary sage, lavender, and rosemary is what is in that one. There's also in Awake and Dream, oh, for the carrier oils, it is water and vodka. That's all that's in it. Um, it's not for your skin. It's truly just to spray in your environment, not to spray on your skin or near your eyes. And it says that on the label. Um, I also put 
it together in a Wake and Dream Essence blend. This one has a stone essence. It's got lapidolite stone in it as well as mugwort and um, arugula flower essence. I also sell arugula flower essence just by itself. And um, the lapidolite stone essence it was created using the indirect method because you're not actually supposed to put lapidolite in water in case you didn't know. So this is another one that I use um, for my dream and meditation practice. And that is why I made it. I made it to take before I go to bed or to take before I meditate. And that one is also available. And my battery is gonna die soon. So I'm gonna try to wrap this up pretty quick. I have two other blends that I made. So there's a new beginnings blend. And this one is to support us through new beginnings because new beginnings can be all of the things. They can be exciting, they can be terrifying, they can be overwhelming, especially if you're a highly sensitive person. So this blend was put together to support us through new beginnings, our new things in life. And this one is also available in a spritzer bottle. It's a citrusy kind of scent. And my Awakened Dream is like frankincense, lavender, geranium, rose. Um, those are kind of the top notes in that one. And my last blend that I have is the Grief Mover Blend. This one is a really special one to me personally because I made it when I was going through a really hard time in my life. And I had a lot of unexpected changes that were really, really hard for me. And this was actually when my relationship to flower essences, I would say, really, really blossomed. Um, because Star of Bethlehem was one of the flower essences that I used at that time. And I found it so, so, so supportive. Um, and it, I'd been using flower essences kind of off and on for a couple of years up to that point. But when I started working with Star of Bethlehem, it truly it changed me. Um, and it, this also has linden in it, which was another herb that I was working with a lot at that time. Um, bachelor's buttons to let go of drug grudges and, um, a couple other flower essences that were just really supportive to me when I was going through some big, big changes, including the loss of my grandma, a job that I really loved and had to let go of. Um, so I put that one together just to really support you through the tough stuff in life. That one I don't have in a spritzer bottle because I really feel strongly that it works best as an internal preparation. If I was going to use it externally, I would apply it to the heart space just right here. Um, and you can do that as needed. I would say about four times a day, three to four times a day is a great amount to work with a single flower essence. Um, some of my essences I take, you know, once a day or just when I feel like I need it. Other ones I'm working really deeply with and taking, you know, four times a day every single day until I get to the end of the bottle. So that is all that I have to say. And I hope that that helps you to know a little bit more about flower essences, how you can use them, why this is important to me, why I started this apothecary. Like I said, my apothecary is live now, so you can go to the link in my profile and you can also go to ashgravity.com slash apothecary and you can buy these products for yourself, for your friends, your family. They make great stocking stuffers, um, all of that kind of stuff. 
but I will also be sending out a special discount code just to my email subscribers tomorrow morning. So if you're not on my email list, you'll definitely want to subscribe to that at the link in my profile. And then I have pretty like small quantities of all of these things. Um, so you'll want to make, you know, your purchases fairly quickly if you can. Um, but I will be restocking throughout the holiday season as well. Um, I also do custom flower essence formulations. So you can book an appointment with me, we look at your natal chart, and then I come up with a custom blend for you based on what I see in your chart. Um, so that's another offering that I have out there if you're interested in working with flower essences on a deeper level. I'm gonna be having way more ways to work with flowers and the stars and the planets and all of that kind of stuff in the next four months and well into 2021 really excited about it. Super grateful to all of you who tuned in tonight. And I hope you have a beautiful evening and get some much needed rest and much needed sleep. And yeah, thanks so much for being here. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you're excited to learn more about flower essences, then head over to my website and check out ashgravity.com slash blog slash podcast dash two, and you can get access to the hour-long uh, webinar that I did on flower essences that goes even deeper than I did in this podcast, going into the history and some of my other favorite ways to use flower essences that I've learned from some of the classes that I've taken. And I hope that you will go over there and check it out. You can watch the webinar instantly. So it's definitely, um, you know, worth worth learning more about them. And you can also, while you're on my website, check out the apothecary page and see all of the different flower essence products that I have on offer there. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead and I'll talk to you next time.